What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 66 of Nintendo Noise, Flipscreen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Mr. Chewy Plays. Goodbye, goodbye. And that's it. Sierra's not here this week. Oh, but it but it sad. worked better if I said it that way. The timing wise, the music faded right there. Yeah. So, you know. Well, she'll she'll be she'll be back next week. I, I I'm sure to talk all about Pokemon, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can't keep her away. You kidding me? Pokemon week? No, no, no. She's gonna be tearing <laughs> down the walls. You kidding me? <laughs> I, and, and I may be away. Maybe when I sit out, because I will have nothing, absolutely nothing, to contribute to that conversation. <laughs> you mean I'm you don't you sure. don't want a repeat of our God of War episode where Max and I just talked about God of War for like thirty minutes while you were on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I was. I was on Twitter for for a very like long length of time during that episode, but it was a good conversation. Like it, everyone should go check that that video out if they haven't seen it. It was a it was a good episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, definitely go check out that episode of Flip Screen Games podcast. Max was uh, was a great number two for that conversation on God of War. And if if you're playing the game, you know, if you're not playing it, if you've you know been hearing the buzz and you want to get our takes on it, we did like a nice. Um, Spoiler-free section and then a spoiler-light section as well. So it's a great conversation. Um, so go check it out if you missed that one. But that's not what we're here to talk about here today. We're here to talk about Nintendo, of course. Uh, the Game Awards announced all their nominees just uh, just about, what, a day ago now, I think, as of recording. And uh, there are quite a few Nintendo games on that list. So we're going to be talking all about Nintendo at the Game Awards and a new season of content coming to Splatoon 3 and... Maybe some more stuff, because it's a jam-packed show here on Nintendo Noise this week. So let's just jump right into it. Nintendo at the Game Awards. Thursday, December 8th, 2022, less than a month away, the Game Awards 2022 will be in full swing. And there are, let's see, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 Nintendo or Nintendo-associated games. There's one you might yell at me about uh, that are on the list with... Some of which with a couple nominees to their name, you know? Uh, not necessarily making the same splash as some of the games from Sony this year, but uh, we got some good ones on this list. So let's we'll go through them real quick here. Uh, the first one up is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That is our most popular Nintendo game with three different awards nominations. Game of the Year, Best Score in Music, and Best Role-Playing Game. Bayonetta 3 has won with Best Action Game. Pokemon Legends Arceus has won with Best Role-Playing Game. Live Alive has uh, won with Best Role-Playing Game. Triangle Strategy has won with Best Role-Playing Game. And that was the one that I said is a Nintendo-related game. Now, here's the thing. Technically published by Square on PC and in Japan, but internationally on the Switch, published by Nintendo. So it still counts. So, Triangle Strategy won Best Role-Playing Game. Kirby and the Forgotten Land won with Best Family. Mario Plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope had two with Best Family and Best Sim Slash Strategy. Nintendo Switch Sports had one with Best Family. Splatoon 3 had two, our second highest tied with Mario Plus Rabbids, uh, for Best Family and Best Multiplayer. And then Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom wins Most Anticipated Game two years in a row. (laughs) You think they're going to win it again? Ah, there's a non-zero chance, I'll tell you that, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I know. This would be the third year, right, that it's the most anticipated game? Is it? Is it, it three years in a row? I remember it last year. It's three years in a row. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but that's wild. 
But I mean, yeah, it just goes to show how nonsense this category is at that point. Like this, this category yeah. just doesn't need to exist. We've talked about this before. It's it's the most anticipated game presented by Amazon Prime. Of course, it doesn't need to exist. This is totally a nonsense. Like you know, just for shits and giggles category. And but in general, I don't know a lot of categories. I'm just like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> what, what is this category? Like, what are you, what are you basing this off of? Were you in the studio to know all of these things? I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, award shows are like that. Yeah. They always have like nonsense things, and I'm just yeah, like, all right, it's like we the, know it's a celebration. That's of the, you the whole all point, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like I, I drafted and We're, and deleted a tweet today, like two or three times, because I was about to get in the mud over this discourse, and I was like, guys, it's an award show. It's a popularity contest. So yeah, we're there for the trailers. It's and it's like it's of course it's going to be conversation around the games that everybody played. Right. The most mm -hmm. mainstream games are going to be overrepresented. You know, it yeah. just is what it is. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in on the flip screen games podcast this week in general. So I'll, I'll save my comments on the game awards as a whole sure. for that episode. But I will just say that I think as I've made the argument for our game of game of the year awards that we we hand out on the very prestigious podcast flip screen games uh the flippies should take place next <laughs> year. it should take place after the year has finished there are games that came out literally on the day that the awards were nominated that are just discounted that like the, anything from that day onwards will be in next year's awards and by that point it will have been forgotten about unless it's, it's like smash, smash brothers, brothers smash brothers all over you know, again, yeah. came out in december and it was strong at the game awards the next year but not so great if you're a little indie title yeah i don't know yeah. just people shame. gotta stop but yeah people gotta stop releasing games in december i guess so you know that's this is the award dead zone. I don't think that's the answer. The answer is like move it to January and do it as like a, a look forward into video games for the whole year. But yeah, we'll get into the weeds yeah. on that. In, yeah, on we'll argue all about that on, on the other show. Uh -huh. So with the Nintendo stuff, um, I think for me, there are a couple surprises here. Most of it felt predictable. Um, I thought it was interesting that Nintendo almost single-handedly had the best role-playing game category, like online. Yeah. Like almost every game is a is a Nintendo and, game. And the family one. That's like every the family year though. One is one game. Every right. every year family game is all Nintendo games, and then either one indie or like a Lego game, and like that's it. <laughs> they didn't win family game last year though, did they? Wasn't that? Um, I think. I think it the was one that won game, takes two. Game of the year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it takes two. Which was nonsense, because that's not a family game. It's a game about families, but I wouldn't let a kid play that. Um, but anyway, for this one, Elden Ring is literally the only non-Nintendo game on the list. Which is, like, pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right, yeah. I and mean, it, Triangle Strategy is not really a Nintendo game. I would say that that's, that's not, but I know that you've made the argument that it is. I, it's... It's a technicality, but it is a console yeah. exclusive that is in part published by Nintendo. You got to give it to them, I think. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. If they win any of them, it's great. I, I don't think they're going to get the best RPG. No, Elden Ring's going to Elden Ring's going to fucking clean this one up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Especially because I, I don't, don't think they're going to get Game of the Year. 
And my thing is, I don't know that Elden Ring can win Game of the Year. I think it's get, it's contentious at this point. I think it probably still will. But if it doesn't win Game of the Year, you I bet your ass it's going to win Best RPG, right? Like, No, it's going to lose that too. Xenoblade's got it. It's got <laughs> <Xenoblade>. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happens? Like, what a turn out for the books it'll be. Everyone's arguing that it's going to be between Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. And then you split Xenoblade the vote. Chronicles 3 comes up from behind. Yeah. <laughs> They're both in the same category. Just saying. Yeah. They're both up for game of the year. They're both up for RPG. So it I, could happen. I, I could yeah. see if Elden Ring wins game of the year, maybe they give it to Xenoblade as a consolation prize. That's a thing that happens sometimes, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I say they, it's a voting body. I know that the game awards doesn't us, give out it's games, like, but it's like the indie game Stray obviously is nominated for game of the year. It's like, okay, so that's going to win the indie category, right? Like, I don't think it always plays out that way. I also don't know if that's the case this year because you've got Vampire Survivors in the indie category, and I really think that's the one that should have been in Game of the Year category is the indie title. I think every other game in the indie category is better than Stray. Um, Yeah, that's my view on it as well. Like (laughs) Stray was just not great. I just it was okay. I liked it fine. I liked it fine. Amazing. Game of the year, but yeah, like not. you got Cult of the Lamb in there as well, and Tunic in there. Like yeah. those are those are strong titles as well. Sifu was a huge thing. And I'll say this: uh, I know you made the case you think Vampire Survivors should be in that last sp- spot. I'm over here, like I kind of feel like Kirby got snubbed. I think Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a much better game than Stray. You think Kirby's better than like Arceus as well, Pokemon Arceus, because that's there in Best RPG, but was not in the contention for yeah. Best for Game of the Year. Um, I think I think if you're just like trying to look at it, like uh, you know, obviously you can't you can't judge art objectively, right? That doesn't exist. Every everyone you can't account for taste, but like if I'm trying to remove my personal bias and just look at these as two games head to head i would say kirby is a better quote unquote better game i think it's like a better uh execute they both game. do the the claymated enemies in the distance i like that <laughs> <laughs> i just think that game was so stylish like i think that was one of the more yeah, memorable um, games of yeah. the year it had a great soundtrack it was really fun like i think it I was played it while in philly that was that's that was true part about it best weekend of the year you know um i don't know i just i feel like <laughs> I feel like that that game had juice in a way that Stray just didn't for me. And I don't know, like I know that there's a lot of people that really love Stray and there's a lot of people that I think connected with it in a way Is that, that, that like, genuinely I don't know anyone that's still talking about that game. I yeah, but nobody's don't. talking about Kirby either, right? That doesn't mean it wasn't good. Yeah, and I think that's the I think that's probably one of the reasons why I don't think it can be up there for for game of the year. Whereas people still are talking about how amazing Elden Ring was, how amazing I think there's people like Wakahula in in our Discord talking about how amazing Xenoblade Chronicles Three is. I know Chewie was really enjoying it as well. I don't think there are people say, saying how amazing of an experience Stray was. And I think there I think are. Probably I, just, why. I think it's it's a minority they opinion, just, but and they all just speak in meows, so you can't understand <laughs> them anyways. I mean, yeah. I, I literally saw yeah. somebody in my my sphere today who was tweeting that like, oh, like I was really moved by the story of Stray, and you just, people couldn't get past it because they don't like cats, and it's like that's not the problem. I'm an insane. I, I adore person. cats. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is a person I like. You know, I'm not trying to dunk on their opinion, um, but mm-hmm. it's just like. For me, 
even as a cat guy, like I thought that game was pretty mid, and like I thought I I think Kirby is well above average. You know, like I think I, it's because your cats didn't like it as much as other cats. They did. weren't as engaged as some of had, the other cats. Had they the had they just like rubbed up against your TV that whole time, <laughs> <laughs> you would have different thoughts about it. <laughs> Maybe I still don't think I would like the end of that game. Um. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot about it. You, if people want to know, they can go listen to our episode all about Stray over over on uh, the Flip Screen Games podcast. But I, I I think I would agree with you. Of the games they've got, I'm surprised that that Kirby or I think probably Bayonetta would have been the other one that I would have said might have been up there because it was so anticipated. That's what I'm. People I'm... seem to think it's like, oh, it's very very ambitious for yeah. a Switch game. I, the only reason I'm kind of not surprised that that one didn't hit is just because it was, like, marred with controversy, you know? And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there are people that are, like, not sure how to feel about it and, you know, or, like, didn't play it because of that. And, you know, I don't know. Not saying that that's a good reason, right? But, like, whenever I look at these lists, I try to think about, like, who the voting body is and, like, what are the games that they played this year and, like, why are certain games popping off and others don't, you know, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very, I'm very interested to see how Nintendo fares. Because they, they, like, lined up a decent number of nominations, but I, I don't see them coming home with a lot of wins, you know? I feel like no. I think they they're gonna win the family category, obviously, and I think they'll win the RPG category. I I you think they'll think beat Elden Ring. Kirby's... Oh shit! Now I forgot that was right. There. No, That's they're the not gonna beat Elden Ring. I think they're I think they're only gonna get the family category, and I think it's probably gonna be Kirby of the ones that are listed that I would go for. Splatoon's great, but it's more of the same, right? We've already had Splatoon. This is just a, the next step. I don't think it really adds much more that warrants another game award. I, I guess uh, it, it, but, could, uh, it could maybe win multiplayer because like all the games on the list I, like I don't know it's like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is like that's kind of like old hat right so it's like does that have the juice multiverses yeah, I think multiverses is gonna clench that yeah but again thing. like it had its moment a while ago and like there's still a community there playing it but like how you know I don't, I don't know like Splatoon is more recent and like Overwatch 2 is more recent you know so I don't know it's it's yeah i know but overwatch 2 was not great it fizzled either, was it yeah it fizzled mm-hmm. um i liked girlfriend reviews uh video on overwatch 2 where they actually called it overwatch t-o-o like yeah <laughs> as this well is also overwatch. it's all just also overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's interesting because like I, I i think you're right like family's a lock i think there's a couple others where they could surprise us but they might surprise with score honestly the music is usually well respected from xenoblade but it got best it got nominated for best score yeah yeah so that that could be one there um yeah because like there's not a a, the other ones aren't as like like i don't know like god of war has a great soundtrack but like i don't know that that's the thing people think about you know um i've not heard people talk about plague tales music um, I'm not really sure about Metal Hellsinger, but like Elden Ring again is one that I don't I don't remember it being really defined by its soundtrack. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe no, like, like Xenoblade, Xenoblade's pre- music good, slaps. Though. You know, like that was a that was a thing people talked about when Xenoblade came out was how good the music is. 
I'm surprised that um, Mario Rabbids isn't on that list because I remember Chewie talking about the music in that game, and and the, like, it's three of the the best video game composers of all time that have come together to make yeah. that soundtrack, and it's just like snubbed on the list. Mm-hmm. Very very strange uh, choices in places, but I do think Mario Rabbids could take best sim or strategy game. I've not heard anyone talking about the June game um, anymore. Like you know, we spoke about it when it was announced, and we thought it was something it wasn't. Um, and then maybe Total War. I I could see maybe that one clenching it, but I think Mario Rabbids is probably. I think Mario Rabbids is the game. most mainstream. It's choice. good. And it's also a good But it's game. also yeah. like they they upped the combat in that one. Um at some point I'd like written a guide about changing the difficulty level and I like accidentally left it on the hardest difficulty for ah, nice. some things. And I was just like, why is this all of a sudden really difficult? And nobody's dying. By <laughs> uh, I beat I beat like a couple stages like that, and I was just like Dang, this is this is a tough strategy game. So I think like for people who really like strategy, like the challenge is there with that game. So, for sure. Yeah, it's a surprising one, but it, nobody nobody expects Mario Rapids. But yeah, sol- <laughs> solid strategy game. Uh, the the final boss, wild. So yeah, Lots yeah, you, I, th- I think you're probably right about that, Steve. So I think overall. There's there's a few that they they could surprise us in, but I think the only ones that feel like a lock are family and most anticipated game. I don't know about most anticipated Resident there's some Evil. There's big 4. ones on that one. Yeah. Well, Resident like, Evil the 4 remake is a of Resident game. Evil Four. People yeah, are so excited. I, I don't know. Like you're right, but it's like it's Zelda. Like, and it's not only Zelda. It's a sequel to like one of the most acclaimed games ever made. Yeah, one of the best games of all time. And the um, longer they delay it, the more it feels like it's going to be the game that launches the new console, which I think also adds juice to it of like... It man, better be the game so that launches hungry, the new console. Know? I'm so ready for some some new new hardware mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... This list is like heavy hitters here. Like the, that's, none of these are small franchises or in, in any way. So. And I, I think that's the thing that surprises me the most, right? Is like just I guess to put a pin in this is like looking on back on this list, I was kind of like, man, like Nintendo actually had a lot of go- like big games out this year and I feel like almost none of them made a splash. You know, and like obviously like something like Bayonetta, right, like has a really, really diehard fan base and it is very popular, but it's not necessarily like, you know, Mario, Pokemon, popular, whatever. That's fine. It's not moving the systems. But, like, I feel like Pokemon and Xenoblade are really the only games on this list that felt like they really had a moment where everybody was talking about them. The rest of these games really feel like they came and went. And, like, I think some of that might just be, like, you know, um, bad timing, right? Like, Mario Rabbids came out at, like, a very competitive time. Um, and it's not mm-hmm. the most popular style of game, even if it is a Mario game. Um, but like, rest in peace. I'm kind of surprised Bayonetta didn't like. I, again, Martin controversy, but I'm kind of surprised it didn't have more of a moment. I'm kind of surprised Splatoon three didn't have more of a moment. But I guess to Steve's point, more of the same. But I honestly think the big thing, and this was the thing for me when I was really thinking about like. Why didn't I play some of these games, or why didn't I finish the games that I started and liked? And I genuinely think it's because I'm tired of playing on my Switch. 
it's because like I just it's just not as good an experience as playing on my Steam Deck or my PlayStation or my Xbox right now. And like yeah, I'm, I'm my that my sucks. last pair of Joy Cons have drifted, and I just I don't know if I have got it in me to try and repair them again. <laughs> I just I'm playing 100 percent docked at the moment. Um, I just I can't with with those Joy Cons. It's just it's ridiculous. Like that was the thing with me with Xenoblade was I wanted to chip away at Xenoblade while I wasn't on the TV, but I hated the way it looked in handheld mode. You know, like and it, and that's a huge improvement from the previous Xenoblade. I know. I, let me tell you, but it was bad. So it was five forty. Like it, it, it was. You rough. need to, you need to just like borrow a copy of Xenoblade two just to see. and see how that. Oh my gosh, it is terrible. <laughs> like this, Xenoblade three will look like amazing to you after. <laughs> And it's like, I don't know, I really loved that game. Like, I was having a lot of fun with it, and I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be in my shortlist for game of the year, but, like, I just lost steam on it. And I think a big part of it was, like, oh, these load times, oh, like, even docked, it doesn't look great, and it doesn't run great. And, you know, like, it runs mm-hmm. good, it runs fine. It's not a, a bad game, it's just, like, it's limited by its hardware. And that's mm-hmm. frustrating, because it's an awesome, beautiful game. And like, yeah. I just, and that seemed to be the complaint with Bayonetta as well. I've saw a lot of people just saying this was too ambitious for the hardware that they were targeting. That I would say that's like this whole year. I think that's like this whole year for Nintendo. Honestly, like Splatoon three bugs out, frame drops all over the place so much more than Splatoon two, and it's definitely just like all of these art assets that aren't getting loaded as as well as they did with the other ones. And I think we're just which seeing is really that. weird because that game like has. FSR in uh, which is AMD's like scaling, um, mm-hmm. uh, scaling engine similar to like uh, Nvidia's DLSS, and it has the, it has the copyright for that in their licenses, but they have not implemented it. So it feels yeah. like they knew that this was an issue, and they just whether FSR just didn't work with the title or something. I don't know. Like it feels like they could they're have addressed it. it in they're some saving way. it for the Switch Two version. <laughs> Well, if they're saving yep. it, they're not going to use FSR Which on the next version. That will be the, the DLSS <laughs> implementation, at least I hope so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's and it's like, I I feel like we've been like saying this for a while now, where we're like, man, the Switch is starting to show its age. It's starting it's to just hold. more and more evidence, though. Yeah, like, and it's, it's like, definitely there. I feel like now it's at a point where it's actually holding quality games back. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's making I mean, we're going them... into, what, six years next year? Yeah, six like six years since I think. No, no, no. Now is six years, right? It came out in twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, seventeen. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. dude. Time is March twenty seventeen. Time is messing yeah, so with me. It'll be Half six decade, years though, in March. While. So it's like it's ready. It's it's ready for for something. Because we've had mid gen refreshes on the other consoles, Correct. and we have not had that with with the with the Switch, unless you count the OLED model, which I don't, because that's kind of the new processor at some point too. That there was the Marico version, like which was just changing down to the the nanometer process. So it just mm. it, that, but they used all of that headroom for battery life. So you never got any like CPU improvements. It wasn't like you had the 3DS and the new 3DS, where the new 3DS was pa- more powerful and you can feel it in the load times, and you could play specific titles that were only for that console. The Switch hasn't had anything like that, and I think it's ready. And I don't think we're going to see the Switch go away. I think they're going to continue to sell the OLED model, and I think the bottom end model will probably disappear but they'll replace it with something new i, I gotta say for that. i don't know if i agree with that anymore 
because like I always thought that that was like a foregone conclusion, but looking at how poorly this thing is able to keep up with the games that they're trying to put out, it's just like I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that. Like I don't. I like I don't see how you put out, um, you know, Tears of the Kingdom on this thing and have it run. I, I, I'll put the it same out. way I mean, the, all of the PS5 games and Xbox Series X yeah. games are still coming out on their other other. Exactly, consoles. that's two years in, and like they've got to target the original Xbox One, which has only ever output games at a maximum of 900p. So like it's. There's no way I, they're gonna they're gonna drop it. I mean, they kept the that's, 2DS that's not actually true though. For like, now they the, kept the 2DS around for a year. Yeah, and, but and like, it's they, not the if same they're thing. doing that, I don't think they're it's, gonna do. I don't think they're gonna drop the Switch, especially considering how many components are they gonna have, how many versions of the console have they got already lined up and built that they need to shift. I just I don't think they get rid of it overnight. So, a couple points there. <laughs> For starters, the PlayStation 4 thing, those are games that started in development as PlayStation 4 titles, and then the highest optimized version runs on PS5. I don't think that's quite the same thing, because, like, yeah, right, like, Horizon, God of War are going to run a million times better on your PS5 than your PS4, but there's a version that's but built those titles, with those limitations though, were, in mind. were announced, though, as exclusive to PS5. The same as Gran Turismo, which Yeah, but that was, was, a, that was a marketing play, though. We know that. Gran right? Turismo like, 7 was meant to be a PS5-only title. And I think they ta- they were targeting the PS5 from the beginning. They reined that back in to release on sure. PS4 as well. So, I, And I actually think the Tears of the Kingdom probably started as a Nintendo Switch title, like for the current-gen hardware in the same way that breath of the wild started as a wii u game and we're probably going to see that come up to the next the next console as well in the same way that breath of the wild showed up on the the wii u and then also launched the switch yeah i would i would agree with you there um so then the other thing is with the xbox one releases right like that's a, also kind of a different thing because isn't that done via technology? Like it's not just like a, there's not a skew for one, is there? What do you mean? Because like with here, let me see. You can release a Series X only version of a game, like right. the f- flight simulators only available on this generation. But if they target the last generation, they have to target the original Xbox One and yes. the One X. Right, of course. They're not allowed to target either or. Right. In the same way that you can target the PS original, if you're doing a PS4 game, it has to be PS4 and Pro. You can't just target the Pro. So then the other thing was you brought up the 3DS. I think that is also different, right? Because the idea of of maintaining support for a console that has a built-in audience and like making exclusive software for that device is not the same as making a cross-generational device that you have to target both of those SKUs, right? Like, not to say that you're wrong, but I just, I don't think that's a one-to-one comparison. The idea of, like, we're going to support the 3DS for a year or two while we see how the Switch does and it builds up its audience and, you know, whatever, we protect ourselves from putting all our eggs in one basket because, obviously, the Wii U had been a failure, right? Like, that felt like a calculated choice to be like we're going to support this while we need it and then wind it down when it's no longer relevant right whereas like i think with the idea of there being like okay like there's a switch two, right but your switch one still works well i mean the last set of the the every big release that came out this year right with i guess maybe the exception of pokemon um legends arceus had pretty significant 
trouble. Like the bigger releases, right? Like we just talked about Xenoblade Three. We talked about Bayonetta. Like how how we've long? We've also had some incredible ports. Like you look at the port of Nier Automata. You look at the the sure. new port. They've reported Ark, which I can't believe that they've even bothered to do that, <laughs> but they have. It looks like a phenomenal port. Like it feels like we're fine. We're that in that last year, that last cup, maybe couple of years, where we're eking out the most we can get. It's yeah. like drawing blood from a stone. But that's the thing we is, saw, I don't think they can do I that for much saw, longer. You know, like, no, I, I I agree with you, but I think I feel like if you make it so this game runs like a potato, but it still runs, I think that's what they're probably going to do. And I I also th- I think what Chewie said holds true that they've probably got. And not just them, but third-party developers as well have a bunch of Switch games already in development that run fine on the Switch, that will run better on the new Switch, and they'll just release those. And so you keep both of them around for two years because I don't think I think PlayStation only cut off PS4 production last year. Yeah, which that's was true. One year, which was one year. So you're, into you're talking the about PS5's kind of life cycle, a gradual wind down. Yes, As winding the, yeah, it down yeah. and slowly phasing it out. But I don't think it's going to go, right, Switch 2 replaces the Switch. You can no longer buy the Switch. I think it'll be the Switch 2 yeah. is the new high-end model. I agree with that. The original Switch is dead. The Switch Lite stays around for a while. I and do- I think when the Switch Lite 2 gets introduced, that's when we phase out the old Switches entirely. I don't know that we'll see one-to-one parity with software releases, though. That's where I think it's going to be a, an interesting thing, right? Because it's like you made the point of like with the with breath of the wild right like being that kind of cross-gen release that was the only one right because that game was already in active development i think whatever games have been currently developed with the switch in mind totally am with you that they'll get a proper switch release but i I don't i I don't agree with that because i think the switch is just going to be called the switch and i think they're going to continue onwards and i don't think it's going to be called a switch 2 and it's going to be a sequel i think it it has to though i mean it I'm saying two for the sake of just naming it something. It has to be a different product with a different name and a different skew because otherwise you create market confusion and they don't want to do that, right? Like if they're emulating the phone model, you don't just have the iPhone. You have the iPhone and then the iPhone 2 and then the iPhone 5 and then the iPhone 5S and whatever, right? Like it's it's yeah. it's going to have to have a model number so that you know grandma, your you know your parents that don't play video games can go to the store and be like Oh, I want to get the Switch, and then they get the one, and it's like, oh, this is the shit one that can't run Breath of the Wild too. Like, <laughs> I'm really torn about this, mostly because I think you both make really good points on both ends, and I look at it as like we just saw a bunch of numbers come out for like the re- latest Switch sales. I think it's fifth best selling console at this point. It's hundred percent going to be like third. It's probably fourth by now but it's definitely going to be like third by the end of March or something just based on sales alone. And I just don't see Nintendo being as ready to ditch that software market. You know, like the switch has such an incredible retention rate with people like they're buying lots of games on there. A lot of people have been enjoying games there. So just that fact alone, I'm like, I, I don't see them leaving that as soon as the new console is it, maybe it is just like a revision. It's like, Switch Pro or whatever, just the higher thing. I could see that. I could see Switch Pro, Switch S, something like that. I don't see it replacing and being like a new number. And I agree with you 100% that they do not want to leave that market behind. It's the same reason Sony is still pumping out PS4 games. Yeah, they've said as much, right? 
Yeah, yeah. they don't want to leave a hundred million customers behind. That's a lot of potential people because you're just starting from scratch otherwise. And, you know, maybe if you sell 10 million within the first couple of months, that's still only 10 million you can sell your game to versus 130 million. Yeah, but you have to break it off at some point, though, right? Like, it's like... At some point, yeah, where yeah, you've yeah. built up a big enough player base. Like, that's what Sony's doing, right? They're building up the big enough player base. We're up to, like, 25 million PlayStation 5 sales. And when they probably hit, like, 50 million, they'll be like, right, that's enough now. We don't need to target anymore. We're just going to... We're going to continue on now with just PS5-only games. Just to give you the context, they are quickly closing in on the PS4 uh, for fourth place. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the current Wikipedia numbers, we have 114 million roughly Nintendo Switches uh, closing in on PlayStation 4's 117 million. And my guess is like, I think this number came in maybe end of October, maybe September. I forget when when that quarterly report comes out. But it's likely ahead of that at this point. I would say by the end of the year, they'll probably surpass both the PlayStation 4 and the Game Boy. And then that would put them in third place behind the, the DS and the PlayStation 2 at 154 and the, and 155. They're for sure past that because it's holiday season now and they've got that Mario Kart bundle out. You know everybody's going to be on it. Yeah, they're selling like three to four million a, a, a you know, a quarter easily. So that's... They mm-hmm. trot that bundle out every single year. And it sells every, every single <laughs> year. Yeah. Well, and that's, I don't know. And like, that's the thing, right? Is like... I think you can still sell the hardware and and promote it and try to get people interested and get them on board even without a ton of new releases. Like that was something they did with the 3DS. It was like, oh, there's like one game coming out every quarter now and then it's one, two games a year and now there's one game and now it's dead. 2016 yeah. was a sad year, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, um, look at the look at what they did with Metroid, right? They launched Metroid with the OLED Switch. It was the perfect game to launch that that console with because it was so dark and like vivid, and it like yeah. popped out of the screen. I could totally see them doing the same thing with with Zelda. Like, you want mm-hmm. this to be the best experience where you can play it on your Switch, and it'll be a similar experience to how you had Breath of the Wild. You might see some slowdown of thirty so- frames per second, or you can have like super resolution it uses dlss it uses x y and z that we've put in the new switch this is how you really want to play it and so, buy on your console here's a bundle and i'm inclined to agree with you but i also think that there's an argument to be made right that like again to take it back to the, what we just talked about two of nintendo's big releases this year i think were pretty hampered by its technology like do you yeah. really want to put out mm-hmm. what could be the it would what is the sequel to the most popular game in one of your most popular franchises, one of your most critically acclaimed games of all time, and then you put out a version that's on your now seven-year-old console that runs like shit, and that's the way that the vast majority of people are going to experience it. Yeah, and that's gonna how they're going to... That's what that they're going to do. There's no way that game... There is absolutely no way that game goes next-gen only. Not a chance. That game is coming to the Switch. I think it's they even still, been announced... They still that made it for Wii U, like, in the end. Yeah. Even though the Wii U was you know hot garbage but i don't think that's as much of a risk though because there wasn't that many people that owned a wii U. that's true 13 million right it's like it's not, it's not a big number yeah it's like okay so a couple million people bought the old version on the shitty console that they already owned whatever like if they felt burnt they felt burnt if you have uh, again I- let's bring that up 114 million users and this is the game this is the what this the number two game i think in terms of attach rate is breath of the wild so you tell me every one of those people buys a sequel that runs like hot garbage and that that doesn't hurt 
IP or the or the name switch. I don't, I or... I don't think it's going to run like garbage, though. I think it's probably going to run, run a comparable you think? way. I mean, the, the original the didn't run runs. that well. The original ran just fine. It was 30 frames per second. You had some slowdown in the in the forest, but other than that, I kind of felt like plane. it was... Which it they was tried fine, to patch. Right? <laughs> they made it a little better, but I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, I, I, that was the first game I on can... the console, right? And it already yes, that, and that's, was that's limited. Point, right? But that's the first game on the console, but it was also a cross-gen title. Yeah. So I feel like this one is, we're right at the end of the generation. We're eking out the most. Look what we can do. And like, granted, Nintendo knows better than anyone that this hardware is running along in the tooth. We saw that with the release of Bowser's Fury. It was the first title they did that didn't have frame rate parity on handheld and docked. The handheld ran at, I think, 60 FPS, and the docked mode ran at 30 because they favored resolution than frame rate for the docked mode um so it tried to hit 1080p rather than 720 uh, and it just it just like that was that was really the the beginning of the end for this console for me it was like if nintendo's having to make compromises and they can't have the same experience between docked and handheld like they've been able to do from the beginning then i think they're finding that they can't meet the the technology is not meeting their artistic requirements and at some point it's going to have to give and i think it's going to be with with uh with zelda tears of the kingdom i think you're probably right well we'll know sooner or later so uh we've got some more to talk about but before we get to that let me remind you that this week's episode of nintendo noise is brought to you by our patreon producers for the month of november they are of course christian oliveria christopher valenz gabriel hasselmeyer aka asobi mary berry wakahula and zade Ida. thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreen games y'all are the realest of the real and we appreciate your support of this and all of our sister programs if you want to go and become a Patreon supporter, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to our Patreon, our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel, wherever we're making content, wherever we're making stuff where you can come and get involved or support us. We'll have links over there on flipscreen.games. Come join the Discord, get our email address right into the show. However you choose to get involved, we appreciate you tuning into this week's show. While we're doing this housekeeping, I am going to give you two reminders. We are just about two weeks away from episode one of our Persona 5 Royal Game Club. So this is your reminder to go pick it up on Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, wherever you're going to play it. Go pick up the game, play along, get up to the end of the first palace, the end of Kamashita's palace. There is a moment where you will name your team, and that's going to be the point where we stop. So now's your, it's, I'm going I'm to remind you again next week, but here you go. Go pick it up catch up only a couple hours to get on board so even if you just grabbed it this weekend you could get to where you need to get so it's more <laughs> i mean maybe i just play uh, these two, two oh no thoroughly. it's definitely more i'm three hours in and i'm not there yet what i'm I like say? seven hours i said, I said a couple hours right that's two yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a few hours it's in. a few it's I'm more like than seven three. hours in and i'm not there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm playing it for the second time, so I know what I'm doing as well. So, like, that might be uh-huh. helping me speed yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, I'm also fast clicking fast forward when Morgana's like, here's how you do this. Here's what this means. And I'm like, yeah, I know all of this, Morgana. Yeah, fast I remember. Forward. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I don't. Chewie's like, so, I don't, whatever, I'm, what? But I also kind of do. It's just like a different different coat of paint for me. But, mm-hmm. we'll, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, <laughs> the point being, we'd love for you to come and get involved. 
uh, go play the game, write in with your thoughts, all that good stuff. We'll be making a new Discord channel for it and everything. So uh, I hope you'll come join us on this journey. And it is going to be a once a month deal. So even if you don't make it in time for the first episode, if you decide you want to jump on the bandwagon, you got you can catch up and check it out. So uh, come be involved. We'd love to have you. And then another reminder for you to go check out our God of War Ragnarok spoiler-free impressions with Max Wright over on the Flip Screen Games podcast. Great episode. Really proud of it. Go check it out. All right, so let's jump into our talking point for the week. There is a new season of Splatoon 3 content about to drop uh, hot off the heels of the Pokemon uh, Splatfest. And I I gotta, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, where are you guys at with Splatoon 3? Because I just I, don't care. You two are like the big <laughs> Splatoon boys. And like, I got to be honest with you, I, I regret buying it. And this no. is because like, yeah. like keep playing. I've put almost no time into it because nobody's playing and it feels like everybody wanted to play for like a week and now nobody's touching it and nobody's ever online when I try to jump in. And I, I gotta say, yeah, like, I'm really I'm, sorry. I just I've given up with it. I just I, I tried. I just was like, I've had enough of Splatoon. Like I was done, and like the communication issues I had, so many issues around that first weekend and that first week of the game. I was just like, it was frustrating. All I wanted to do was get on, play Splatoon, try the new Salmon Run stuff, try the new Splatoon uh, three stuff. Like I, I didn't even take part in this weekend Splatfest. Me neither. I was just like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. And it's sad, right? And I know people, if they want to go and get their Splatfest stuff, they've only got until the end of the season. So if they want to pick up their shells, they've got till December 1st. Um, But I I, I don't know. I I wish I was into it as much. The seasonal stuff I thought was going to hit for me, but I just don't really care all that much about filling in my locker. I, I wish I did. I just, it's, I don't. I wish it was, I wish it was like see, more seasonal clothing and seasonal weapons and seasonal items and things that like people are actually going to see. So they know that I was one of the OGs who was here like launch day and I've got, I've got this exclusive season stuff that you'll never be able to get because it was only in season one and now the new season's out, but it doesn't feel like that's the case. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, with 180 hours or more on Splatoon 3 as of right now. I play it basically it. On, on the daily, but that's just because I'm... Splatoon is my... my just I want to shoot people up <laughs> and try to be good at something <laughs> today and let out some, some aggression, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think I'm excited for it personally because I do... Th- I feel like the updates to this game are, are just too slow. I think three every three months just feels like it's dragging its feet Mm. just trying to give us something new to do and something new to enjoy and collect and stuff and i feel like i'm at the point where i'm i've completed i think two catalogs to completion and once you the first one's the only one worth doing i'll tell you that because the second one you get a prize every 10 catalog levels the prize is a food ticket half the time and i'm just like Wow, thanks. This was not worth <laughs> worth any effort whatsoever. Sure. I was like, just give me the money, the 10,000 money, because I'm always broke in this game still. Um, <laughs> so the catalog's not as exciting after you finish the first one. The first one's usually pretty fun. But yeah, the, the new stuff it just feels like it's coming out too slowly. It feels like... 
I liked that they gave us like a, a schedule at least before with this and kind of avoided what they've run into in the past with other games where it's like this is future updates planned. Who knows when Switch Sports will get this golf update. Yeah, it's cool that there's like a roadmap that it's like uh, this yeah. season ends on December 1st and these are the things that are coming. Like that's good. I definitely agree with you, but. But it's just like it's every cool. three yeah, months is, is cool. not enough i, I, I think and, and, i think it has to be a monthly thing dude and like this comes back to the whole conversation we had at launch where i'm just like this feels like an archaic way to make this game like this game should be <laughs> free to play and they should have a dedicated team to making sure that there's constantly new content because i feel i feel like it got it got haloed right where like halo came mm-hmm. out and everyone's like oh halo's amazing halo's back i fucking love halo and they're like all right here's our first season pass and then they're like we have nothing after that Everything else is months away, months away. And by the time any, anything comes out, all it takes is everyone moved on. All it takes yeah. is one bad launch, though, because uh, Battlefield had a bad launch. Everyone back, went back to Halo. Modern Warfare 2's had a bad launch. It feels like everyone's going back to Halo. There's like new stuff coming to that game. Like people yeah. do go back to and these it's titles. Not, it's not to say that Splatoon 3 is never going to have other moments. Like I know it has a community that's out there playing it and everything. Whatever. The moments right? aren't, aren't as big as they were, though. And I feel like it's just yeah. because of the breadth of choice we've got now. Like I, the Splatfest used to feel like a moment. It wasn't until Chewie reminded me on last week's episode, like, oh, hey which which team are you going with and i was just like to be honest i completely forgot that there was a splat fest that was on this weekend because i just had not been keeping on top well, of it like i was before and it's so funny because like chewy brought it up and i was like oh yeah like i'm gonna get back into it let me play this week i'll do the water thing but i'm like man like Dude, water dominated good they literally good they won everything the best type. and i was just like but you know it's like did they win in europe I need to have a look. I don't know if they were. Uh, I have but. I have a finite amount of time to play games, right? And it's like mm-hmm. the call to me right now is like, oh, I don't if I have time, I want to be playing God of War. I want to be playing, you know, or like honestly, it's like the the other multiplayer games that I'm playing that took precedence over this, where it's like, you know, like I was playing multiversus a ton this year. I've kind of fallen off of that a little bit. I'd rather get back into that than get back into Splatoon. And like right now, I'm playing Marvel Snap as like a kind of side multiplayer game, and like. I've already done three seasons of that in the time that Splatoon's had one season. <laughs> and the stuff that I'm rewarded with in that season pass is like, it's, it's, it's better. Yeah. Like it's a better season pass system. There's a good daily the- system that I'm constantly engaged with. There's, you know, the rewards, even the cosmetic rewards are things that do impact the game for me in a meaningful way. Like, it's like, I just feel like, I feel like there's not enough carrot with Splatoon 3 where it's like it, the the only reason to get deeply invested in Splatoon 3 and play it all the time is if you're just addicted to the gameplay, right? And like I like the gameplay me. of Splatoon a lot, but I'm not good at it. And like I don't feel encouraged to invest the time to get better because like it's like to what end? Right, whereas like with multiverses, I was grinding out because I'm like, oh, I want to rank up, I want to, I want to get this, I want to unlock this thing, I want to get this daily done, like you know, whatever, right? Like it, 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 it gave me reasons to want to get good, and I feel like Splatoon hasn't really encouraged me to do that. I've seen you play. There are reasons. It's because you think like a human and not like a squid. You're right. You're right, Chewie, and I know you're right. You know, I know. You gotta swim more. I know I'm not. A, I'm not, I'm too often a kid and not often enough a squid. You know. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you should basically always be in the ground unless you're shooting someone or, yeah. or the ground. <laughs> I do, and I, um, I die. I'm always dying. You know, it's like I feel like it's when I play Call of Duty, and like, cause like the most I've ever played Call of Duty is like when my cousins. Um, I guess he's my nephew. It's my cousin's son, which I found out is technically a nephew, which is weird. But whatever. Correct, yeah. Whenever he would, he was a big COD kid. So he would get the new one every, and it'd be like on Christmas. He'd be like, oh, play the new Call of Duty with me. And I'd be like, all right, let's do it. And it's like, he's running out and getting kills. And I'm, as soon as I'm out of the foxhole, I'm dead. Out, dead, out, so dead. And like, it's like, that's my experience like with Splatoon. Are you like Jim from The Office playing Call of Duty? Do you like blow yourself up with grenades and shoot the wall? <laughs> Close enough. I mean, no, but like, it's 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 just like, I don't, for some reason, Splatoon in the same, is it's the same thing for me with Call of Duty where it's like, I just don't have the map awareness that I need to be good. Yeah. And I don't get, I don't get what it is that I don't get. So it's, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you get better when you don't know what you don't know? That's, you know? that's just i mean that's just part of life right when you were learning uh, guitar or drums or whatever i'm sure you went great immediately so had a teacher though <laughs> yeah, you, well maybe you need to hire chewy to teach you how to play, play splatoon i, gotta, I need chewy I to get in those duos people, with your boot camp <laughs> like i know there's people that teach how to play smash aj was trying to that's teach true. me how to play but it was like i was a disaster like i was a lost cause because i just didn't care i don't really want to play that game i, I think you even traded that <laughs> in i just don't care about Did you guys smash. see this this is this is a total pivot but the teaching about smash thing reminded me did you see that clip that sierra posted the other day she was like it was from a stream where she was playing smash and she was talking to her chat and she was not paying attention to the match and is just fucking bodying the, the guy she's playing against and then the match is over and she goes oh shit the match is over who won and she's like oh i won what like, <laughs> just perfect flow oh, state great. not even looking reading the chat just beating ass it was hilarious that's so good amazing <laughs> love it yeah it's good it was good i i going back to splatoon though i do think there are reasons to jump back into this we've got a couple of new maps brian water springs and uh flounder heights is coming back from the first splatoon game mm-hmm. um even if the catalog stuff is useless uh, but it looks like there are new gear there big is one gear also seems fun catalog. like that i'm big interested in that you guys need to if we get back on let's definitely play salmon run i've been more so than Splatoon 2, I've gotten really into Salmon Run in this one. And I think it's because they did a lot to make it in- obnoxiously difficult. <laughs> and I-, I love that. I love that about it. So I've been learning some tricks from my friend. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm down. Salmon Run's got some it's, sweet strategies to it. But yeah, the big I'm run mode looks I'm cool. I do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big the big run in Wahoo World looks really cool. Um, it's nice to see that map, but like on a larger scale and like yeah, being overrun yeah. by the salmonids, it's it's really cool. Like there are there is some good stuff in here. I don't know why it's called chill season. I guess because it's winter. That's the, like I guess that's the, yeah. The it's theme, the winter season. The clothing seems to be um, seems to be like coats and things. Yeah, it's like hats and scarves and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just you're right though, P. There is there are just and chewy like the pace of the updates it needs to be monthly i think there needs to be something at at least every month that we need we get like i don't think we need a new stage every month but i do feel like if they if the catalogs came out in more drips and drabs so it was like oh i've come back in and maybe even every week there's something fresh in the shop i'm glad you rather than it being like a monthly thing i'm glad you brought that up something that 
that the should be should be done because at the moment it's like you get the whole catalog and it's randomized what's what's in the store why not do it as like a weekly store and you're just getting something new from the catalog every week that comes in so you kind of see all of the new items and you've got to pick and choose what you want so uh i brought up i brought up marvel snap and the thing i really like about this game is <clears throat> every day uh so actually every every i think four hours your daily missions refresh and you get two new ones. So you can bank up to six, right? So like if you don't play for a couple hours, they'll just stack up. And when you like, I'm coming back in and I have six full cause I didn't play all, all day today. Right. Um, but they're all there for me. And then for like the season pass, they have, uh, they have it broken up into chapters. So like chapter one, all of those all the missions dropped like the first week. Now we're in chapter two. Three of them have already dropped. There's four more. There's a new one that drops in three hours. There's a new one that drops tomorrow. There's another one that drops in two days and another one that drops in three days. And then chapter six starts in six days and chapter four starts in a week and six days. So about, about two. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, that's like the Fortnite formula with the Uh the battle pass and, and with the, you doing your daily challenges and the store rotates all of that stuff, everything that constructs a good free to play game. That's not, uh, I guess, too uh, intrusive. Yeah. That's the thing is is, all all those are things like the, the battle pass I did have to buy into. Right. Um, but if, if I wasn't doing that, like, it's like, all right, well, whatever. There's still the dailies that you can do to progress. You still have your collection level that goes up, and that's how you unlock new cards. Like, everything that I do in the game, whether I jump on and play one game or if I play for, like, an hour, right? I feel like I'm progressing and, like, I'm achieving something and that I'm unlocking things that either are making my deck better or giving me more options or, you know, like, there's a reason to bite every day. Whereas, like... I think that it would be pretty easy, especially like if you're somebody who plays as much as Chewy, right? To like kind of do everything there is to do and then be like, well, now I'm sitting here until December. And mm-hmm. the only reason to well, play I mean, is Chewy's to play. Chewy's got something new now, right? You've, you've got X rank matches, so you can go and check out yeah. like the new X pals. How do you feel about those? I mean, the, the rank system in this one, I've got complaints about it, mostly because like people can go up in rank after like two wins especially in the early stages like two of the five like i don't know there's some issues with it so my worry with it is like it's not gonna be a big change from what the uh, the whole system is right now which is like eventually if people play long enough i feel like they'll hit s plus rank and be able to unlock x rank battles especially in the case where a lot of the people who do rank up, suddenly the competition maybe just got a little bit easier <laughs> for everybody who's left, you know? And then they'll be able to rank up due to that. So I don't know. The system itself feels like a lot of people are going to get funneled into a rank that maybe they shouldn't be in. And overall, everybody will feel like, oh, there's players who aren't on my level, regardless of what level that is. And it just makes this game feel unfair, you know? Um, so that's my complaint about it, but honestly, like I am excited about it. Cause I do think I, well, I'm hoping they kind of give you a different power depending on mode again. Um, because right now it's also like, oh, people can avoid clam blitz completely. Cause it, maybe it's a mode they just like, don't understand, can't get the hang up hang of. And 
uh, suddenly they're like, oh, all I'm really good at is Rainmaker. That's all I play whenever it's on. And people are ranking through those ranks by only playing that one mode, you know, and to base like your entry into X rank on that makes it kind of like, oh, should this person actually be <laughs> X rank? But mm. if that said, if that stuff's all split and like you do get like a different audience for each mode once again, like they did in Splatoon 2, then I'm like, oh, okay, that might be a better overall for for the experience for players. So I hope so. I read yeah. about it. And and like some of the new weapons coming back look cool. I'm glad to see some of the there's some, some brand new weapons. We've got some new ones. Yeah, yeah. Brand there's a brand new shooter. I, I never play as a charger or a roller, so the shooter maybe will be the only one that I'll check out. Because rollers I can't do. Chargers are a little bit better, but not not my first picks. But both they showed off the new charger, new roller in the in the thing. Not really what their kits will be, and. One of the returning weapons was kind of highlighted, the tent attack splatter shot with splat bombs, which it, it, the, Nintendo's just saying, just play splatter shot. All the, they're always good. <laughs> it's always just the weapon to play. So continuing that trend yeah, with that's, the, the T-Tech. They did show the, the new Goofy R shooter in the trailer. It just looks like a another shooter maybe we just have to figure out what the set is what the rng is on it and all that stuff i'm sure people will go to town on the meta of it whenever mm-hmm. it drops yeah so i think i like it just because there's going to be some new stuff and i'm like well i'm playing this game anyways give me some new stuff <laughs> while i play um yeah. but yeah. yeah i totally understand people dropping off from it because it is like even for people who play regularly like me i'm just feeling like this is too slow. We're we're not getting these updates soon enough, and it just doesn't feel like it, it's trying to keep the community of players there. Yeah, I just I just feels like that's a that's a case with all Nintendo games. I was gonna player. yeah, was the, it, it feels like a symptom of a larger of disease. Stuff like arms, yeah, yeah, like it really it, is. Yeah. Like you look at Animal Crossing, like that was the biggest complaint everyone had at the launch of that. It was like, what well, was the new content like? Am I just sitting around doing nothing for six months? And then it's like, oh, now you can go in the sea. And it's like, cool. That's really cool. Or like, what's next? Like, give us a roadmap. And like, they've told us with this one, they gave us that roadmap, which as, you, as Pete said, though, that's a really good thing. But the roadmap's just not coming out. It's not enough. Pace. People, ex- people really expect it, like content, especially in their multiplayer games, to be coming out at a really gave, rapid pace. Yeah, they gave yeah, that roadmap you, for the Mario Kart DLC. And we're right. still like, Oh, we've gotten two packs of it. There's supposed to be another one now between now and the end of the year. But when? Who there's, knows? There is because there's like a festive uh, track that's coming. So that's yeah. definitely uh, that, that's definitely coming. Which is great, but it's just like I don't know. It, it it just speaks to like this larger problem, not only with like how they treat multiplayer games or games as a service or whatever, but I think it's just like. I think for a really long time, Nintendo has gotten away with with things about their strategy being antiquated because they just make games that are so good. 
But I don't think they can compete when it comes to multiplayer stuff because they're just not willing to get with the times. And like yeah. the the unless you have an extremely dedicated diehard community that's willing to stick around and deal with that, they're gonna just move on to other stuff, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. Fortnite or Warzone or multiverses or Marvel Snap or whatever, right? Like there's so many other multiplayer experiences right now. They are a dime a dozen, and most of them are free. And you can just start them. And if you already have friends that are playing, it's like, you know. Like- and I, I do think they're aware of it. I think because we have gotten the reports of them buying more land to grow their development stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it's not. that's not something we're going to see the benefits from until that building's actually done in like five years. Right. And then actually they've hired everybody to be in there and start making I just making need to stuff, buy someone. You know? Just buy a team yeah, that's really good at this stuff. They're surprisingly... What... Kit and Krista had a conversation about this kind of recently because somebody had asked about, like, you know, just acquisitions and that sort of thing because it's, it's such commonplace at this point. But it, it, all they really said was just like, yeah, we're, we're kind of surprised at Nintendo's reluctance to acquire some of these studios. And It's just really strange. Like, they could hire... They could, like, buy the team behind Multiverses and just instruct them to work their magic on all of their games instead like i just don't understand what or again like do do like what they did with multiverses right where like you poach a person and then be like build a team you know yeah and i i don't know if it's like their culture and just like how they approach those things uh as a company but i don't know i don't i don't see them like getting any faster with all of this stuff they've been slow for for the last 30 years they've been making games 40 i don't know but yeah yeah. and i'm surprised honestly like i am surprised they got to even this point where they're like oh yeah we can update games and add content later because that even seemed like something they they took up on very late in the game you know so yeah, it just we'll feels see. like it feels like they're like hitting the same innovations people hit like two generations ago, and it's like you guys gotta pick up the pace a little bit because it's like when it comes to the single player stuff, you know, like put out another Switch, six, you put out a Switch successor that runs well, and I'll stop complaining. But when it comes to multiplayer, like I really think they need to just totally re-examine the way that they think about multiplayer or stop making multiplayer games. <laughs> at least competitive you know games as a service thing, right? uh, yeah which is like you know a space they're only so in uh, i would say they're still not even in it with smash in a lot of ways because they don't really support that but they community. should be you know and yeah it's they like... should <laughs> they, they should that could be and... such a massive esports thing for them like it really could like mm-hmm. there's already a scene that was totally, there. it's been built independently of them because the fucking passion is there all they need to do is acknowledge it they could do this like it's the same thing with pokemon right like it's like there's the world's event and everything that the pokemon Pokemon company runs and it's like why isn't that a bigger thing like why don't you promote that more like why don't you Mm -hmm. you know i don't know it's just it feels like they just do or make a game like pokemon showdown at some point or that's the whole point right and just lean into it well yeah yeah there's a market for this here you know like Again, you could just hire the fucking independent people that make it for free. Yeah, do what's not do They're what Sega did with it. Sonic yeah. Mania, right? Yeah, just, and just put it on it Switch in the games and yeah. leave it free, like whatever. Like you know, like, that's what's amazing about like 
Mario and Rabbids, just like hearing the story of that and Nintendo going like, did we give you models for Mario to use? Like, this looks really good. <laughs> just like, they need to, I don't know, I guess there's a name, uh, you know, Ubisoft's obviously behind that and there's a name behind it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really want to know what their reluctance is with some things, because I know they, they've acquired places like Monolith soft and as you kind of dig into that company you're like oh this place kind of helps with a lot of different nintendo games outside yeah. of like making their own so i kind of wonder what they look at in terms of like what they want out of companies that are that are that they eventually acquire yeah. you know I, th I think it's literally just companies that they think they can't live without mm -hmm. you know it's like recognizing that like without monolith soft we would be in trouble you know yeah. and it's like we'll put out xenoblade every five years or whatever and that's a cult classic <laughs> and then they they polish every other game that we make in the interim right like they've I, touched everything like breath like, of the wild wouldn't wild. be breath of the wild without monolith soft right like mm -hmm. they don't get nearly enough credit for that yeah but so is what it is i guess so i guess we'll see maybe we'll do some streams we'll see if we can get back into splatoon 3 but I don't know, guys. I think I think it's time. I think I'm just we ready. We need to do a I, Mario Party. Just forget it. That's Let's what we got to do. Party. All right. <laughs> Mario Party 1 and 2. Let's forget do it. That. We're not going to play Splatoon 3. We, we got to see if that's better. DLC first. I want DLC, I want DLC for, for Superstars. Just Reject modernity. Play retro games. <laughs> yeah. Forget, forget the new games. Old games are fine. <laughs> My game of the year is Mario Party 2. <laughs> best best release of 2022 there you go all right so if you want to let us know your thoughts on nintendo at the game awards or how you're getting along with splatoon 3 or any of nintendo's uh i guess ongoing games as a service multiplayer whatever right hit us let us know what you're thinking if you're agreeing with what we're saying we'd love to hear from you if you're disagreeing with what we're saying we'd love to hear from you tell us we don't know what we're talking about tell us that you play your switch every day and that splatoon 3 is god's gift to man you know let's do it so, again, like I said, if you want to show your support, you want to get involved, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to all the places you can find us all over the web. Become a Patreon supporter right in the show. However you choose to get involved, we appreciate you. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Chewy. He's been Steve. Wait, he's been Chewy. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>